Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. Yo, what is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of the Bench Time Podcast. This week, it's just me and my dad. It's Todd and Brett Wiley from HO Scale Yo, Customs. yo, yo. We're, Sorry. We're here. We're in the house, yo. <laughs> um, but anyways, so... We're going to go back to the roots of our podcast and do an episode with just us two. So, uh, welcome to the show, Todd. Anyways. Hello, welcome. It feels weird not having a guest this week. This is strange. It's good, and uh, I think think our podcast, when we have guests, is a lot of fun. But I also think it's, it's missing. When we have a guest, it's not us. It's not our personality in the show goofing off and having your cats break shit in your room and chasing them out it's just not the same as it all you know the old the old school way of doing it now not that i'm bashing any of the episodes we have with our guests are a lot of fun but let's do let's do a let's do a, another episode like that where we just have uh just us. Well, funny funny you mentioned the cats last night when we were recording the one for doug the special edition one yeah i had and i didn't bring it up you know i didn't want to do it was it's not the place it's that you know, um that we do on our, our regular show the cats and the and the doll head and the goofy yeah. seagulls and shit like that so Sculpey. the cat comes in during, well we're talking to, to doug and the cat comes in and you know the the paint rack where you put the two i had the the wire rack that you can buy for the two ounce bottles of craft paint yep, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yep. And it holds like 120, whatever it is. And it spins. It's on a, you know, a rotating, you know, you can rotate the thing. And it sits on the lower shelf under my bookshelf. And I was on, uh, while he's on there and he's talking, the cat comes up and starts spinning the thing. I thought with, I heard some noise. With the pulse. Yeah. He's down there spinning with his pulse. I'm like, I want to make, I want to crack jokes. I want to crack jokes. But I, <laughs> I, I, I can't because this, you know, this is, you know, this is a special edition one. So I, I didn't want to crack any jokes on this. And, right. uh, and I wanted to also scream at the cat and chase him out of here by going, <laughs> like that. He'd like run, you know? And, <laughs> but I, but uh, I didn't do it. But it was also kind of fun. It was entertaining to kind of watch my, um, and, uh, yeah, it was like it was like a cat toy for him or something, but except it weighs a lot. Right. And I'm thinking, God, I hope the damn thing doesn't fall off the shelf. But uh anyhow, that's it. And now when you started this one, I almost said damn again, but now I did. Um, because I realized when I was doing my scratch uh I have a paintbrush here that I did not clean. Oh no. And it has got red it's, it's red. Dead. Is too. it dead it's, now? I was Is painting red or reddish color. I don't know. I have it soaking over here right now, and it sucks, you know, because anytime you do it in red and you don't paint, you don't clean your paintbrush after using red, and I, it's rare for me. You know how I am about my brushes. Yeah. Uh, it's rare one for go. me, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I didn't clean it. And, uh, I'm kidding. It's not rare it for me. Red, I leave mine dirty all the time. Uh, <laughs> well, with the red ones, it's stained forever. You know, once you get that red in it, it's like it's like blood. You know, uh, you, you get blood. You see the war movies where they 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 bleed and they bleed on the floor, and yeah. they, you know the historical ones they they can't scrub it out of the floor. It's the same thing with a paintbrush. Huh. So weird. Weird that you know so much about blood stains, but whatever. Um, cool. So um, 
Wait, it's been so long since we've done so, one of these episodes. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about what's. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll cut you off. I cut you off. No, I just said let's oh. get let's get cracking on this thing. Let's do it. Tell me what's on your bench, dude. All right. Well, on my bench right now, I got a ton of stuff. Um, I got a scratch build I'm working on that I posted pictures of. It is called. Ugh, I'm reaching for it. Uh, oh shit! I just broke a window on it. Eh, whatever. Evelyn's Confectionery <laughs> and fact. Evelyn's Confectionery Factory and Sweet Shop. Uh, it was a Dave. Uh, Cruisewick had suggested that I do that one in a dedication for my daughter, so that's what I'm working on right now. Uh, I put pictures of it up on Facebook and pin and uh, uh, Instagram, but I haven't really done a write-up about it yet, and I'm going to be working on the roof here probably later tonight. Uh, finish that thing up, weather it, get it all, get it all cool looking, and uh, put it on the layout. The other thing I have going on is uh, the boat that I got the other week from <laughs> Seaport Model Works. It is the 18-foot fishing boat with a full haul. And originally, I was just going to do the full haul and make a scene on like a dock where the boat was pulled up onto a dock. But the very next week, we talked to Jeff Grove of Carolina Craftsman Kits. And um, right after the show, I was obsessed with his uh, Faircloth Oyster Plant, which is also now sitting on my bench. Uh where he has a boat ramp and there's a boat being pulled up into the oyster plant. I guess it's being worked on or something of the sort like that, but it is a full haul boat that is being pulled out. So it's cool that I bought a full haul boat from Bruce and I got something to put it on now to mash up with a kit uh, from Carolina Craftsman Kits. So that's on my bench. I got the scratch build. I got this boat and I am starting to build a bridge that will go onto that one corner sec that the end curve of our layout mm-hmm. right so um, I'm gonna build a custom wood bridge here in the next I got a, I got some scratch some scratchings on some paper for a couple plans for it and I'm gonna start building that here probably the next day or two but oh, that's, that, cool. that's what I got I got a I got a full bench right now so what about you oh man uh, by the way on Evelyn's your sign work again the signs on there are really really sweet they're cool now did you do those on you did them all digital yeah i just made them on uh on my photoshop program right and i uh i, I don't know i just found the font i found a uh, font face that i liked a type a kind of a type that i liked and uh printed it at 300 dpi which is 300 uh dots per inch and uh i think that's what it means i don't know but uh, I uh, I printed it at a higher quality print so it comes out better on a smaller scale. Cut it out, sanded it, glued it on the side of the wall, and then I use a um, I use the edge of a uh, applicator to push the if you if you tear the fuzz off of an old applicator, the things that we love to use for glue and paint. Yeah. If you tear the fuzz off of it after you've ruined it with glue, it becomes a point like a needle. Yeah. And I, right. I keep them, and I tear the fuzz and old glue and paint off of them and reuse them when it's just a point then, and I use them to push signs into the wall, into the crevices of walls. Oh, that's a cool idea. I didn't so, even think of that. And then, yeah, and then they, they get reused, so. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's a dual purpose. Yeah, you just use your fingernail and you pull all that old glue off or old paint off of it, and obviously the fuzzy comes off the end with it, but then it's a perfect plastic point. Uh, right. It's awesome. So I reuse them like that. But So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's how I do some of my sign work. Okay. And I'm that's also, also um, I'm thinking about mm-hmm. hand-cutting a... Um, my own rooftop sign, which would normally be a laser cut sign, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm gonna try to hand cut it out of uh, out of some some scrap material that I have here to try and make a rooftop sign out of uh, some hand cut wood. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, it could look really bad, and I'll throw it away, or it could look really cool. So yeah, can you repeat that? You're breaking in and out on me. Yeah, I said I'm gonna hand cut a rooftop sign that says Evelyn's. Right. To put it on top of the building. Hello? Oh, my God. You there? I'm sorry, man. Are you there? Can you <laughs> yeah, hear me? Yeah, yeah, I am now. I feel like the guy from the Sprint commercial. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I said I'm going to hand cut a sign. I got that part. I got that. It's going to be say, it's going to say Evelyn's. Right, right. I'm going to put it time. on the roof of the building. I'm going to okay. try to mimic a laser cut sign. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to see the results of that. It might look like garbage, but there's probably an 80% chance it's going to look like garbage, a 20% chance it's going to look cool. If it looks like butt, you can always do it again, you know? I mean, it's not like, it's not like, yeah, you know, are you going to be doing it on wood or? Yeah. Okay. I have some scrap wood that I actually use. It's leftover wood from a couple other laser cut signs that I have oh, okay. where I, I push the letters out from it and there's enough space left over to cut other hand cut letters out of it. Oh, that's a, that's a cool idea. So, we'll see how it works. Because I don't throw anything yeah. away. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scrap, I'm a wood scrap hoarder. I oh, mean too, man. I got, pack, I'm a pack rat with all that extra, I have four, extra stuff I did that. I have four gallon Ziploc bags full of scrap wood <laughs> well, I got this big giant Tupperware, or as I, not Rubbermaid, I guess a Rubbermaid container, maybe like nine inches deep and uh, two foot long, and it is jam packed to the gills with scrap wood from from kits and stuff. But um, I, I just finished up this Goober's garage, and I've got some extra wood that was in it because he, he packs a lot of stuff in his in his kits, but uh, at KC's. But it's um, uh, there's some extra garage. There's even a- extra garage door because when you do the kit, he gives you extra a couple extra garage doors so you can so that way you can vary up what, or choose what you want to use. So now I got these cool garage doors I can use on some other scratch builds. But um, so yeah, what well, you my got work going on right now. Well. Um, I've talked about it many times, and I'm working on the shiplap house. I've, I've made a lot of this progress seems like on a, it. Yeah, this project's been like four years in a well, making. Well, because I, I took a break because I, we I was doing I, – I started doing it, and then I uh, held off because I wanted to start goobers. Right. And then um, now I'm back to my shiplap. Okay. And I built that other – I built that other uh, scratch build. Uh, the freight unloader for on the on the loading on the right, uh, right. on the pier, and that's not even completed. I got two more sections to add on that, but um, I will wrap that up too. But this one, the ship lap, is taking shape. I've got the walls cut out now, 
and I might post a couple photos tonight uh, as well uh, on on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. But it has the walls uh, are cut and painted, and uh, it's uh, I'm using a barn. I'm sorry, farmhouse red uh, color because it is a reddish, a very reddish colored house, uh, even on the uh, old. Well, they're not color photographs, but the um, uh, the blueprints or the original blueprints from the historic house right. that I obtained uh, through some historical sites um, it indicates uh, on it that it was painted this color red, and that's what they have it painted now. At when you go to Annapolis, it is also well, this from the same shade. I matched it from the photo that you sent me. It's like spot on. It is spot on. I must have 20 different or more different jars of, or I'm sorry, uh, acrylic paint, two-ounce pink and craft paints uh, that are all reddish colors. You can't and, have uh, enough. Well, you're right. So I took a piece of scrap wood, and then I just I opened up and just took, like, opened up the top of the lid by unscrewing the lid off and just dabbed a little bit on at different sections of this piece of wood and then I wrote down this is why it takes me so damn long to build these things and then um, then I wrote down each color so I didn't mix up the jar or the bottles and um, and just kind of waited till they dried and then held the photo of it up next to the wood and and uh, it, it matches and this one here particularly matches and I was I was a little concerned with using it because it's the store brand version. It's not the you know, Americana or the uh, folk art that I like using a lot because of the viscosity is a little with those. Um, this is the cheaper store brand version, and in the past I've not had great luck with it. But what I did was I dry brushed it on a little heavier of a dry brush, though, a little more paint in the dry brushing. Um, because I needed to make it solid. This is not going to be one of these buildings where I am lifting boards and weathering overly heavy because it's a prototype, and I want it to look like the photography I took when I was down there. Right. In, and uh, and it is a preserved historic building, and I want to kind of give that look as well because it's a beautiful it's a beautiful structure. So right, and um, it's not, as a result, it's not a dilapidated I, building. Anyway, it's not. Exactly, and uh, and because of that, I want to try and uh, it's going to have its rich, full color to it. But I want it to look also very natural and real, which I think I've achieved. The paint's not real; I did dry brush it with like a semi-dry brush, right? So right. It turned out good. Um, the the um, anyways, I'm working on that. Of course, uh, the 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 brick part. The brick walls uh, and chimneys were provided, by, I said before, by Casey's uh, workshop, uh, Kenny Crump. He cut a laser cut those for me to X. Uh, that's all done. And so now I'm making the wood structure, the clapboard, and then the other part of the walls are going to be um, board by board construction, which I'm starting after this podcast this evening. I might work on it a little bit. Um, and uh, those, those are already. The templates are already cut out for all that, so that's I'm ready to rock with this. So it should go together fairly quick, right? Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's going to be neat. It's uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying doing it. So last night I was cutting one of the major big walls before we went on uh, and did our podcast uh, with Doug Fiscali, and um, I started I started cutting one of the windows on the big wall. And I cut it in the wrong place. <gasps> <Dance. Yeah. laughs> it was No, I mean, it was like, because you're doing prototypes, so you want right. to be dead on. Right. It's like I cut it in the wrong, well, not really, it's in the same, it's in the right section of the house. It's just on the wall. It, But on that section, it's exposed, uh, it's an exposed section that'll be visible. A lot of the other part of that wall will be covered up with a, um, uh, an additional part of the building that was added on later, and um, that will be hidden. So when it what the part that is exposed will have a foundation of about two and a half scale feet uh, underneath it, and I didn't account for that. Right. And uh, so basically, the piece I was like, how can I put these little pieces I cut out back into place so they will be noticeable? And I was like, I can't. It's gonna look stupid. So I have now. I have an extra wall with a freaking hole in it. Uh, I, I'm gonna save it for something else. But it's one of those things where I started out by throwing it in the trash can and then digging it around, digging around for it so I can use it as scrap wood later, but um, or for another project. Uh, but it's frustrating when you do that and you're like, oh, man, I screwed up and now I wasted a piece of wood. You know, this is going to use up more of my scale lumber. And uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It's all a part of learning. Right. But um, you live and yeah. you learn. Yeah. So I had that and, uh, and that's come along real good. Um, I hope that this won't take too long um, with building. Then I have um, the Thames. Uh, Fame Street um, Shops by uh, uh, that's Carolina Craftsman Kits and I just recently got that and we ordered that so I'll be working on that one as well uh, but actually I just got that in I don't know if I'm going to work on that or I think I'm going to do the station house next so, it, that is. so I am going to do a, a Carolina Craftsman Kit for my very first time I've not done one before well, I, and, um, uh, I I know I'm you on my, have. I'm on my second, and it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, so I'm going to start one of those. Uh, that'll be after this one, and then I ordered from uh, Bruce Nickerson. I we were talking with him on the show about ordering boats, and I ordered two boats from him. Uh, they should be arriving uh, this week, and I'm really excited about that as well. So uh, by the time this podcast rolls, I think they'll be at my house, which would be awesome. And um, and uh, well, I got a tugboat, and I got the uh, uh, a lobster boat. So uh, that'll be kind of cool. I don't know when I'm going to fit them in, but uh, I got a lot of stuff. I got another. I wish I, wish I didn't have to sleep. Seas as well. What's that? I said I wish I didn't have to sleep because then I could just get a ton of work done. I know. I thought about that too. I was working late night on the weekend, you know, because <laughs> we can do that on the weekends. And I was like, it was like two in the morning, and I'm in here working, and I'm like, I'm not even tired. I'm not even tired. Yeah, and but I it, like, but if I you, don't, you, I don't... De- you deteriorate. I deteriorate quickly between like one thirty and two thirty in the morning if I'm up that late. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah. And, and but you don't. I wasn't deteriorating yet until I stopped and got up from my bench and I went into the kitchen to go get something to drink. And then I was like, I'm gonna stay up a little longer, work on this because I'm on a roll. And then, 
And then I get back to the workbench and I'm like, ah, here's the thing. I could probably keep going morning. I'm going to end up waking up and your mom's going to want to go for a bike ride. And I'm going to feel like I have a hangover. <laughs> I'm gonna, And I'm not even drinking. And I feel like I'm going to have a hangover from modeling. You know, I think it, there is a modeling hangover if you go too long. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> I have that problem all like time. Zombie. I have yeah. that, I have that problem all the time because I'm up late on Friday nights working, and and then I have to get up and run in the morning at like six. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, and, and so I wake I wake up and I still because I went to bed after two, which is you know pretty late for a lot of people, most people even on weekend, and especially at my age. So you you know you wake up and you know I wake up fairly early with your mom and we went. We went out to do some things, and and I'm like, I'm walking around grumpy, and you know, I, like I don't want to be there, that kind of thing. You know, you know how you know how I get sometimes. No, you never get like that. You know, get off my lawn, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. You know, and uh, you know, we're at the grocery store, and I'm snapping at people, and it's just you know. So I didn't. Uh, I I I was I was like, man, I can't do this late night things like that, like that, because I'm I'm a I'm a grump. But um, it was you know by one o'clock in the afternoon, I started feeling like myself again, and I'm like, wow, that's like a modeling hangover. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So, but yeah, so that's what I got rolling on my on my workbench right now. Um. Well, speaking of being out Saturday, uh, here's a little uh, story for you, real quick. Um, and this, this would be something that everybody can take before. Um, I'm not a big person about going to flea markets. Okay, um, I don't generally like going to flea markets or because it's other people's junk. I always felt that way, but lately I've enjoyed going because sometimes you find weird things. At the flea market, you can either use, especially tools and things like that, um, on people's... I went to a big one on Saturday and uh, walked around, and I was—I didn't even want to be there, you know, but it was something you were we had to do. modeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm mm-hmm. walking around there, funny and hot and everything, and I'm like, oh, man, other people's dusty, crappy junk, and uh, you know, I don't want to take any of this stuff home. And when you leave there, you always feel like you got to go home and take a shower because, yeah, uh, it's, oh, uh, I just get the creeps at those places. And, um, but this one, I was walking along, and I found these this box and uh, on this one under this one guy's table, and it had books in it. I saw on the top one, it had a model railroading. Uh, it was a you know, book on model railroading tips and tricks and that kind of thing. And it was an old thing. It must have been 25 years old. And, and they had a bunch of other old modeling books in there. And I started re- rooting through it. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I've seen some of these in the past when I used to do my rowing before I got into it and I was like oh it'd be great to have these books again just to leaf through and kind of refresh some of the t- tips and ideas and things in there there's one on scenery and another one on uh, you know um, bench work and some other stuff like that and so I and I walked up to the guy and said how much uh how much for the uh, I grabbed like four or five books and it was all there were two boxes of this stuff and the guy goes um, I was expecting him to charge, you know, three, four bucks a piece or whatever, and I was going to tell him to go shove it somewhere, and and then 
And, uh, you know, because I really wasn't expecting to walk out with these. And uh, he goes, because he had like all, and, you know, and the reason that I got that in, in, that, that in my head was because all, all the other stuff that was on the tables above was like a railroad clock, a railroad lantern. And I'm like, this guy's really into his train shit. So he's going to, he's going to soak me. Right. <laughs> he goes, huh, three bucks. I said a piece. He goes, no, no, that whole box you're soaking through. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> three bucks, okay. So I'm reaching in my wallet, and he goes, that other box that's next to it is full of train books too. You want them? There's like some old Marlboro Rotors in there and some right. other stuff. And I was like, oh sure. Uh, well, maybe. What is it? And he goes, five bucks for the for both boxes total. Oh my gosh. So. I spent five bucks. I walked out with these two boxes, and some of them had some stuff in it that really didn't interest me, like some old catalogs and well, stuff for Lionel trains from back in the eighties and nineties and stuff. And I'm right. like, eh, really not. And like, it's like a price guide thing. And I was like, uh, you know, that found its way to the trash, and so you dispose of it. But you, know, you can find little things like that when you go to the flea markets. You can also find little things to make detailed parts from. Right. Uh, I found some tools and some, uh, I, I think I spent like eight bucks and I, I had a box full of junk that I could use for model railroading and uh, storage containers and things like that. And I spent eight bucks. So it wasn't, wasn't a, a total waste, but flea, flea markets and yard sales and stuff. Uh, if your wife or your girlfriend or, or whatever, um, <laughs> your significant other or whatever, uh, takes you over there and, you know, it says, and wants to do that. Hey, it might not work out too bad for you. And you might end up finding a rare gem in there that you can use for whatever. So uh, check those old tables out, you know. Yeah, but uh, no, that's very cool. I uh, I'm jealous yeah. that you went over there. So I'll have to make yeah. my way to one here before it's cold and nasty outside. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so I actually wanted to cover on something that we got an email from one of our get one of our get. Why do I keep saying guests? I said that on the last one too. Anyways, one of our listeners, uh, he. He's been listening to us for a long time, Dan P. He um he emailed us after last week's show, and he suggested a couple topics. And um, at the end, which thank you for the topics. It's one thing that we want to hear a lot more of, and we've, we 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 kind of we kind of slacked off at, at announcing our email address at the end of the shows, which is I think why we stopped getting some topic suggestions. Right. But uh, again, before the end of the show, I'll do it right now. If you have topic suggestions, you can always head on over to Asia Scale Customs or and use our contact us page, or just email us directly at podcast at hoscalecustoms dot com. That's podcasts at hoscalecustoms dot com, and uh, we'll get all the all the info that you want. Um, whatever. If we if, and if we don't know about it, we'll figure it out. We'll come back with an answer to you. But. Um, Anyways, Dan emailed me again, and he has said it the with all these topics, which I think I'm going to go over one here in a minute, uh, or a couple of them. But at the end of his email, he asked if he could get HOS if we if there's anywhere he could get HO scale customs uh, koozies for like your cans for whatever kind of beverage you're drinking out of a can. He wants a koozie. Right. So uh, I was doing some scrambling, and unfortunately, our um, current 
t-shirt vendor, Spreadshirt, does not have uh, can or bottle koozies, but I found another place that sells them on demand, like we could sell them onesie twosie to people. So mm-hmm. uh, probably by the end of the weekend, I will have a shop up live where you can get the t-shirt, the same t-shirt designs, and you can get some other cool accessories that you can't get right now in Spreadshirt. So we might be switching over to a new platform to buy these things, and we're going to put out a boatload of other stuff like can koozies, beer, uh, oh, beer, well, I have beer koozies, bottle koozies, uh, they have mugs. They have everything else we already have. Um, anyways, I just wanted to get that out to him because Dan was asking about it. And I could would honestly love to have an HO Scale Customs uh, can koozie as well. So I would like a bottle koozie. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I found a place that has them. I'm doing a little bit of the setup work right now. Well, right now we're recording, but I've been looking into them. I've been digging and digging and digging trying to find a place that would sell them on demand as, as our customers wanted them. So that way we didn't have to buy like 500 koozies and have them sit in a basement down here. But, right. Uh, yeah. So koozies are Sweet. coming, Dan. We're getting there. But Dan also came up with a slew of other topics, and I wanted to touch on one. Um, chain, sure. Chain link fences. So I actually mm-hmm. was experimenting with making custom chain link fences with um, window screens. And I think you were familiar with that. I think I told you about that. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually turned out looking pretty cool. So what I did was I used a piece of wire. I don't know what gauge it was. It thin thin gauge. Whatever the scale to a post was, uh, like, a, like a fence post, metal fence post. Um, and I stuck that into the foam on our layout, and I cut window screen, so that way that the the, the square grid was at an angle, like a four, instead of being square, it was at a diamond shape. And I I attached that to the post, so it looked like it was a fence post with with um, the chain link fence on it. So. That's how I made some chain link fence. Uh, I've tinkered around with it. I haven't done it on any big models, but I have done it uh, in small parts, just playing around with with it on the on the on the layout. So we have a, I had a bunch of old window screens in my basement from our previous owner to own this house. They switched the windows out, but for some reason they put a pile of window screens in the basement, and uh, I used that for window screens. I mean for uh, chain link fences. So oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah, and I I did br- I did brush a little bit of a uh, uh, a metallic paint on it to get a metallic look because otherwise they just look like black window screens. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will make sure I add one to the next maybe the next kit I'm doing I'll put a fence up and I will show Dan and whoever else is interested in seeing it how I did that because it was cheap just old window screen and if you don't have extra window screen laying around I know you can just go to Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever and you can buy replacement screen and it's not that expensive. Uh, and then you got uh, and also there's and you, another product you can use and I, I'm grabbing it right now um, but it's called uh, Tool oh yeah and you can buy it at the um, yeah any my, class store my thing about Tool though is, is I'm are, sorry, the, go are ahead. the holes are the holes on the tooling uh, too small because that's the thing yeah. I, I they're too no, small. it's like screen almost except it's material so it's a, I'm looking I'm holding it in my hands right okay. now alright don't yell at me it's not. It's you. You know, people use it. No, I'm, I'm yelling at you. You're yelling at me, and I don't appreciate it. Damn it! 
you, you were cutting out in and out, but uh, anyhow, the um, the tool is uh, it's it's cheap. I'm talking. I have a. I've got like a yard of it. And I'm holding it. In, it's maybe I don't know, 15 inches, 18 inches, probably 18 inches wide by a yard, and I think it cost me like a like two dollars and fifty cents or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and you get it, and you can get it in the silver. And uh, it, it comes in every shade known to no, 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 the spectrum, but it's um, it's uh, the silver one that's used a lot for weddings and anniversaries and things like that. And people make crafts or little uh, little things for. Um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I don't know what the hell they use it for for weddings. Uh, the, the ladies know what they use it for, but um, <laughs> I guess little little things that they put on tables and things like that at the at the at the receptions and things. I don't know. Um, but it's, uh, it's awesome. And it, it is about, uh, scale It's scale and uh, it's completely see-through, but you can still see it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not so small that, you know, you can't see the, the linking on it. And, uh, I really like it now on that. I also, I also paint that. Um, even though it is silver and it's material, right. I will I will paint it and uh, very lightly and uh, dry brushing of course works and use that silver paint and um, and of course uh, you you will have you you have to, it's very pliable so it can be stretched and uh, you can make your here's the thing you can make the posts out of like toothpicks that you cut down and uh, they'll make good vent because they're pretty much uh, ah, they may be they're pretty good sized poles that'd be for like a big chain link fence but um, you can cut them to whatever size you want and uh, paint those as well and attach them to it and right. uh, you know, it's, it, there's there's different ways but I want to see what yours how yours turns out with so yeah I'll um, I'll, cool. I'll, toy, I'll toy around with it this weekend I'll show you guys so, What's that? I'm sorry. I said I'll toy around with it this weekend, and I'll show you guys. Oh, okay, cool. So, anyways, Dan had a bunch of other topics, and I'll run through them really quickly. Uh, sure. And we might hit on them in other shows. It might not. It, obviously, there's a bunch, so we can't do them all in one show. But if you want to talk about any tonight, let me know, and we'll stop, and we'll give a quick uh, a quick uh, yeah. talk about it. So, Dan, yeah, sure. Dan had also suggested we talk about foundations on buildings, which I know we talked about with um, uh, uh, Howard Zane, and uh, that was a that was a pretty good conversation about foundations. He also right. talked about gutters on roofs, drain pipes on walls, electric and telephone wire on poles, which I know you've done more than I have. Uh, mm-hmm. Cobblestone streets and brick sidewalks. I've talked about the brick sidewalks. I have a product for that, Dan, and it is, it's not very expensive and it looks awesome. Uh, lighting buildings, lighting vehicles, gates that open. So I'm guessing he means uh, movable gates. Okay. And chain link fences. So we just talked about chain link fences. I also want to talk about brick sidewalks because um, Kenny Crump of Casey's Workshop has brick sidewalks that are very easy to work with, very easy to paint. And I think they're pretty cheap on his website, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. If you head on over to caseysworkshop.com, I think he still has them in stock. I know he should. They're not. They were in stock. They're not like a high demand item, but um, they look awesome. 
and I put them on the Blue Slipper Tavern. So they come in. I don't know what the name of that board is. It's that like activity board or whatever uh, Doug called it last night. Yeah, what the hell did he call that? But whatever that is, Kenny has it cut into a brick sidewalk, mm-hmm. and it looks awesome. Uh, it paints really well. It accepts color pretty easy, and uh, I love it. So, Dan, if you're going to use it, I would suggest going to Casey's workshop and getting some of that brick sidewalk from them because he, he's he's got really good sidewalk. You get like a, I think it's like a three or a six pack when you buy it. You get plenty of it when you when you buy it from them. It's not very expensive. Um, and as far as cobblestone streets. I haven't done any of them yet, but I think uh, I was thinking about it today when I was looking over the the topics that Dan sent me. And I bet you, if you went and you bought some of that styrene sheeting, that's like the the, the rock wall looking sheeting, mm-hmm. that you could paint that and apply it down on a flat surface, like a where you would have a street. Yes. And well, I got it right here. It's uh. You have cobblestone streets. I have the I I yeah, I'm pulling it out of one of my drawers here. Here it is. Um, it's plastic pattern sheets by JTT Architectural Metal Products. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they make they make the styrene stuff, and yeah. it's it's awesome. Uh, interlocking paving. And oh, it's little so that's, brick. That's it, meant for cobblestone street. Correct, and it comes in two a two pack. You get. The sheets are 7.5 inches by 12 inches. It's a pretty good size sheet. You'll get some long streets out of one sheet. I think they, I think the package cost me 6.50 at the hobby shop, um, and that's that's a that's a good price for what you get out of Definitely. it. And uh, it's very it's very well. It's very well detailed. Of course, you would want to <laughs> you would want to um, put the mortar in that. Uh, well, you, I would, I would uh, spray paint it with like uh, a tan uh, color. Cry, no, no, Krylon brick uh, color. Like uh, Krylon makes a uh, well, uh, see, red oxide primer. I would do. Okay, so here's why I would. Here's where I would differ from you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would actually spray paint it the color that you want your mortar to be. Okay. And then I would dry brush the tops of the cobblestone to the color of the cobblestone you'd be. That way that way the the mortar isn't getting your dry brushing because you're going over it light. And the tops of the texture would just show the color of the cobblestone street with the mortar beneath it. Right. Well you can do it that way, sure. Absolutely. But you know I, I would probably you say spray tomato, paint it. I say tomato. Yeah, I would spray paint it. What I was suggesting is spray paint the red oxide primer, uh, cutting the size you need first, then spray it with the red oxide primer, uh, which gives it the base coat of brick color. Okay, now it's not the entire brick color because every not every brick is going to be the same shade. Right. Okay, uh, obviously, especially on an older cobblestone road or even if you're going to show cobblestone through concrete, on a newer concrete road. And... What I would do is, and, and then I would put my mortar in with the. I am a I am a sole believer that you that you can use mortar with um, the uh, spackling. You can even color the spackling beforehand and make it like a, an off white, right? Uh, like it's aged a little bit, um, or tannish color. Um, and then of course, uh, s- spread it in and um, wipe it off real quick. And get your mortar in, and then once that mortar's in, then I agree with you, Brett. Then you take 
you're dry brushing, um, and you could even maybe do it with one of the sponges. And um, but I think dry brushing might be good. Well, the sponging might not be bad. Um, and then I would take various colors of brick, different shades of the uh, acrylic paints, and I would just kind of keep going over and over, start with one shade and go with another shade, and just randomly tap it with the, uh, the sponge. And you would get different bricks picking up different colors. Some of them might be multicolored brick colors, uh, you know, like a more of an orangish with a with a darker brick. Um, you'd have like two tones in, in your in some of your bricks or three, and try multiple shades. And uh, you know, and of course, leave some of the original uh, Krylon down. I mean, let some of that expose as well, but. I uh, believe that you put different layers of paint on and you might get a, a really cool effect. I would start with a, a piece about an inch and a half by an inch and a half to start just to uh, cut a piece and try it out and see how it looks first before you're wasting a whole sheet like I did one other time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, man, I took it in. I had too much paint build up on it. Took it into the sink and started scrubbing it down because it had. Uh, I was using acrylic, so it scrubbed it all off and had to start all over. What a pain in the ass it was! But um, and that was not, that was brick sheeting. That wasn't even that wasn't even uh, um, uh, a cobblestone that I was doing. Right. But uh, yeah, cobblestone streets are cool. And if you don't want a cobblestone, because most of the old towns that I've been in, and I do a lot of history, go to a lot of historic towns, and and, and um, you'll go into the towns and you'll see today that there's been layers. I mean, there's cobblestone and some concrete, and you'll even on oh, top of the concrete. Uh, sections that you're that are exposed or whatever um on the edges you would see the current blacktop one i mean there's you can you can make and show the different ages of the of the road which is which is pretty cool too i mean um because I, I see that in a lot of especially if you're doing the last 20 years or 30 years you're modeling something a little more modern that would be that would be a really cool effect right so yeah well that's, that's uh it. No, that's great. I, I have, just dumped all that out on the floor. You what? What'd you dump on the floor? I dug this out of the drawer and I dropped all the other <laughs> all things that were in that drawer trying to get to that. So when I get up after this podcast, I got to tiptoe around in here, <laughs> <laughs> hoping I don't hoping I don't step on an upright toothpick that I randomly dropped the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> well. No, that's good. And I think we'll save some of these other topics for um, yeah. the other night. Uh, there's a ton. He gave us like 10. So I, I'll actually cover one other one right now. Drain pipes on walls. I've put a few on my kits mm. uh, on some plastic ones that I've done and I've rebuilt that mm-hmm. I, I use a downspout to actually cover up a seam on a wall where it doesn't fit together well. Um. Right. And I don't have an answer for a good downspout uh, other than... I do. Well, I know you do. You you're, you got an answer for everything, smarty pants. But anyways... Uh, <laughs> anyways. So uh, what I use is kind of... I don't know if it's a cheat, but it's a kit bash kind of thing. A couple years ago, I went on eBay and went on this binge, and I bought a whole pile of... Um, bought a whole pile of... Uh, 
old plastic kits and kit bash parts and bags and bags and bags of kit bash parts. Uh, and in it was a bunch of downspouting. So I just been I'm just using that and repainting them and sticking them on my, on my walls to cover up corners. But yeah, I know the wizard of downspouts. I is did gonna, that on goobers. The wizard uh, of downspouts. Is oh, gonna, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say you're gonna pull out some magical product again here. So go for it. No, not at all. Uh, well, I mean, not really magical. I, I, I was <laughs> let me dig goobers. into my giant bag of parts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was uh, when I was building doing the goobers build I I uh, I wanted to put two downspouts on the front on the front two corners yeah and um, I what I did was I, I went I, I had done this along I had the parts but um, what I use is wire and it's straight stiff wire it's maybe I don't know what gauge it is exactly but I'll tell you where I found it uh, it's just it's just standard silver looking wire, um, or you know whatever whatever the hell they made this out of. Um, I like I like, I like your technical it's stiff, version of it's, it. Well, it's used for flower arrangements. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's the wire thickness they sell at Michaels in the flower arrangement section. <laughs> there may be they are exactly thirteen inches long, and um, they have it's just it's just straight already cut wire. It's nice and easy to work with. It's the right diameter, and it's you can bend it to where you need to bend it. So if you want to take a pair of pliers and get you know nice turns on it, uh, you can bend it right around the pliers, and you know say you, know, you may say you have a downspout that that goes across the wall or. You can paint them or leave them the, the shade they are in the silver color, and you don't only just get them get downspouts out of them. You can paint white or green or whatever you want to paint, but you can just leave them the natural color they they are, and use them for conduit for electrical boxes and things like that coming out of a. Like if you get a kit that has a little, uh, you know, um, cast. Uh, electrical box and you can put it on a wall. I uh, I've seen them in many kits. Um, definitely don't just stick it on the wall. Don't put any uh, conduit on it. Make the conduit come up out of it and uh, and go across your wall to the destination wherever into the building. And um, and and you can bend and shape them so they go over like windows or doorways and you know they 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 cut themselves across in different in different ninety degree angles across a across a, a wall which is kind of cool they'll go crazy on it one or two bends right and or you can leave it straight um, but it's it's great product to work with and uh, you get a ton of them and it costs you like. I don't know, like three bucks or something like that. It wasn't much. You get a lot of them. I've I've had these since I I've had these for the last three years. So, but well, and I've not there you now. Go. But just an idea. No, uh, both of those are great ex ex ideas. It's awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're making a shitload of noise. Uh oh. I will keep all this shit away. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. What else you got? Well, uh, let's, uh, we're, we're approaching an hour here. And um, so let's go over quickly uh, a de- our detail part. What do you got for a detail part? Oh, my God. I haven't even been working with detail parts. I know. Um, but I do have some. Remember before we talked about Sculpey the Seagull? Yeah. Hey, Sculpey is actually. Hey, whoa, whoa. We got an announcement. Uh, 
Sculpey will be uh, he will be an official logo here very soon. Oh, okay. Well, there's two there's two detail parts that are very related um, to Sculpey. And I haven't talked about it before. We talked about seagulls, okay? But another important bird for modeling on a lot of buildings or in city scenes is pigeons. And there's, I have a bag of them. You get like 35 of them or something like that. The company is Best, B-E-S-T. And uh, they make, uh, you know, the, your your cast metal parts. Um, and uh, they they have, like, oodles and oodles of stuff available. They do make seagulls. I think they're, like, $4.50, and you get, like, 30 or 35 of them or something like that. Yeah. Um, they are microscopic. Now, you got to keep in mind, is this, this is not sculpting a seagull. This is the size of a dog. Okay, this is... Uh, <laughs> This is this is a this is a pigeon. So uh, if I would have made one by with, with uh, sculpt sculpty modeling clay, it would probably be uh, the size of um, a pterodactyl. Yeah, yeah, probably go to the man's kneecaps or something, <laughs> on, on a HO prizer figure. But um, these are uh, these are really well done. They're for as tiny as they are, and they're very they're cast very well. You get a ton of them. And you can put pigeons all over the place. Now, the other part is um, by, um, shoot, that company, uh, let me put up quick, but that company is... Oh, it's that company. Yeah, why don't you go on and I'll, I'll you go on with yours and I'll find this and I'll, because I didn't order it yet. I don't even own one yet, but I just saw them recently. So it's a new product. Go okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, I got two this week. Uh, the first one is a Titchy product. Again, I had one last week, but I, I'm I'm uh, I'm on a roll with Titchy. I have a whole pack of snowbirds, and if you don't know what snowbirds are, uh, you probably don't live where it snows. So <laughs> snowbirds, <laughs> snowbirds are these. If you if you're not familiar with them, are these little metal things that go onto a roof, uh, usually a metal roof, that hold the, they're like, like little cleats. And when it snows heavy up here in the north northeast area, or even anywhere in the north, uh, you, these hold the snow on top of the roof from falling off in giant piles down in the front of the house or in front of the building. You know, and, and potentially, you know, knocking you out as you're walking out the door and you slam the door and the snow falls off. But anyways... So I got some snowbirds. I'm going to be putting them on the uh, confectionery factory that I'm making. And uh, the other product for a detail part that I have, and these, I'm telling you, these snowbirds, Dad, are tiny. They are like, they are tiny. In fact, I've seen them. I've seen them before. I don't know how I'm going to glue these these sons of bitches on my my roof, but it's going to be a bad (laughs) night. It's gonna be a bad night. You know what, though? Imagine what it's gonna really detail it nice. Oh, it's gonna look awesome. But I'm just, I'm just thinking about the drop of glue is gonna be bigger than a snowbird. But uh, <laughs> anyways, we'll figure that part out. So the other thing I have is just uh, they're kind of boring, but it'll look really cool in my next build. Is uh, the storefronts? I got a corner storefront and a storefront with a flush entry from Small Town USA, and. Uh, um, 
I think you picked them up for me. I'm not sure when we got them. I did, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, when you got a pile of things like that. So you let me take some of your stuff for my next build. And that will be on another building that I'm working on here very soon, but is yet to be announced. So, um, yeah, so those are my detail parts. I got some storefronts that I'm starting to dig into, and I got these little tiny snowbirds that, that I even have good eyes. That's cool. I have good eyesight, and I can barely see these damn things, so it is going to be bad. Wow, that's two tiny things because you barely see those and pigeons. I, I think I think the uh, I think the snowbirds are kind of silly, and I know Titchy has to make money off of their you know off of selling these things, but yeah. the fact that they're three dollars and and it probably costs them two cents in plastic to make these stupid things. <laughs> it probably costs more to. The three dollars is probably for the packaging and shipping. I'm not even. It's probably they probably make it out of. They probably take all the scrap extruded plastic, and melt it down again, and make these snowbirds. <laughs> silly. They pay three dollars for them, but they. But it'll look great, and uh, yeah. I can't wait to put them on. Yeah, imagine what it takes to for them to cast them. I mean. <laughs> yeah, like what the master, what the uh, what the master yeah. mold looked like. Yeah, no kidding. Wow, <laughs> some poor sucker sitting there carving these tiny little snowbirds. Uh, or they have like a million of them on one small little twelve by twelve mold. You know, <laughs> it, it, there's like it will be an astronomical number of them. Oh but, man! Uh, well, now my other detail part is uh, made by Model Tech. Uh, you can go to modeltechstudios.com. They, uh, that's a cool website, by the way, if you're looking to find, uh, and they have, it's very unique. So like other companies aren't going to have some of these things that they have. They have a lot of, um, really neat figures for, if you're doing a waterfront like we are or Harbor and you want like, um, you know, boating and fishing type things, but then. You know, um, I personally, I recommend going to uh, to um, uh, Bruce Nickerson and uh, dealing uh, dealing with uh, um, Seaport Model Works. But and he has a lot of great details. But this place has something different. It's um, they're the, the fishermen and uh, lobsters that they're holding up, or uh, you see a fisherman, there are figures that, where a fisherman's pulling a um, a fish out of a crate, you know, and they sell yeah. all this stuff. And it's, it's stuff you don't normally find. It, it's, it's somebody who really thought out. Very unique uh, stuff. Details. Very unique stuff, and it's it will look cool in layouts. It's not cheap. I'm not going to lie to you. This stuff is, uh, you're talking, you know, six, seven, eight dollars a piece on some of this stuff. But, um, you know, it, if you want that one unique little detail, it'll bring, um, let's say you put together a hundred dollar kit for a, a waterfront and you want to spend, you spend the extra, even if you spend the extra 12 bucks and buy two, six or seven dollar parts and, um, and you put them on there, it's going to really t- help tell a story. It's going to make you know, it really that one pop. Kit. Right. It's going to make a pop. Well, this is a neat little thing too it's unique and they are HO scale HO scale customs by the way went to the birds this week between um, <laughs> pigeons uh, snowbirds which are not birds and um, these are pelicans and I've never seen pelicans done before and I will be ordering a pack of these uh, you you get four pelicans to the pack it's eight ninety nine, so it's nine bucks um, they're unpainted 
but they look like they're a little bigger than your than your HSL seagulls and that type of thing. Those are a pelican's a large bird. They're very well detailed. They have some with their mouths open, like they're like they're uh, you know jostling around the fish in their in their gullet. They have that, that big gullet that comes off their beak. And then you have a couple that are just kind of uh, standing there, looking like uh, they're watching, like they're watching uh, fish in the water, or I don't know what the hell they're, they're zombie. <laughs> they're doing they're zombie shit. Yeah, they're just standing there, you know. But um, they have them on their website. Uh, they're, you know, like I said, there's four of them, and they're very unique. And here's the thing: you don't need more than four for the whole harbor that we have. Four may actually be overkill. So you would want to put one of the, I'd like to put one of these onto the top of a piling, you know, right. uh, on one, on the pier or something at the end of the pier or, or like a piling. On a rock outcropping or or a rock outcropping, yeah, yeah where where it's just perched there, but it's big enough that you can see it and um, and tell exactly what it is the instant you see it, right. which will be really cool. And uh, like I said, you wouldn't want. Yeah, it's not like pelicans fly around in, in flocks of, like, seagulls do. <laughs> it's not like a have, bunch of geese. Yeah, you're not going to have, like, 90 of them laying right <laughs> next to you and, uh, and uh, try, try and get, you know, uh, a cracker from you, like, uh, like the seagulls. Okay, these are going to be... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're little, they don't, they may fly around in some pairs or something, but not, but you're going to see one or two tops in a, in a, in one major area. Um, I've seen some pelicans when I was down in the Myrtle beach area when I was with your mom a couple of years back. And, uh, we were at, uh, it was a swampy area near the water, right near the ocean. And, um, we were eating restaurant and there was a, oh, you know, fishing boats coming in and out. And, uh, there was a pelican way out, but I didn't see any other pelicans. So that means yeah, that yeah, yeah. he was just a loner or whatever, you know, maybe that's how they travel. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the, I don't know. You know, marine wildlife. We're not bird with, uh, people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not into birds uh, that <laughs> much. But they, you know, but that's the kind of stuff that, that adds life to your to your kit and um, oh, to your to your scenery right. and your, yep. your layout. And uh, so I'm going to order some and uh, put them on. So that's uh, that's my painted uh, my my uh, small detail part. However, it's not really my detail part yet because I had not purchased it. So. Uh, but I'm letting you all know that you can find that there, and you can find a lot of other unique things there. That's again, that's modeltechstudios.com. Right. Cool. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think uh, I think that's music. A- you got music. I- we always end with music. Oh, I got some music. You go first. Well, my music this week was Run DMC. Nice. I, I I got a lot of work done with the old Run DMC when I was in the eighties when they came out. I used to listen to them because I'm an idiot and uh, just like twenty years old, twenty one years old when they first started coming out, and uh, and, and that music always stuck with you. You know, it's a, it's a rap music that wasn't like today's rap, in my opinion, but um, it, it's it's just one of those things. I I I was into it yesterday, and when I was working, that was two nights ago, and. Um, I, it really got me motivated because yeah. I'm sitting here singing old Run DMC songs while I'm painting, and and uh, yeah, it was funny. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's just a throwback, throwback day. Very cool. Go well, ahead. I was listening to Fats Domino this week. You know who Fats <laughs> Domino is? 
I do know who Pat Sale. Well, you kidding me? I know Pat Sale Domino. Right. I'm an old man. Well, I was listening to uh, I was listening to like the the Essential Fats Dominoes CD on Spotify. So uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was listening at work the other day. I had it on, and I'm like, it was just like playing some random songs recommended for me or whatever. And I I heard it. And I'm like, hey, I. I'm digging this one, so I I put on the uh, Fats Domino radio on Spotify, and uh, I've been in the mood. I've been in this Fats Domino mood all week. So <laughs> last week was like really crazy rap, and uh, this week I'm listening to Fats Domino. So, well, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. Uh, we're very very odd with our music, and uh, <laughs> no, everybody, it's not odd. It's good. Everybody in the world thinks that yeah, I'm a 53 year old man. I'm sitting here listening to Run DMC. And, um, yeah, well, you but, were like 10 when they came out, so. I was 10. I was in the 20s. I told you already. Yeah. You don't pay pay attention. No, I, I pay attention. You don't. You sound like my wife. <laughs> you don't pay attention to me. <laughs> no. But, Anyhow. No, it's, uh, that's good. So we got a little bit of old school rap, and we got uh, sure. you know, a little bit of a uh, little bit of old school bluesy type music. So uh, a little bit of pianist rock and roll blues type music. But, One thing uh, I will promise you on this show. Is that I will never sing. Oh yeah! Show. If you sing, the day you sing a song is the day I cancel our podcast hosting account. How, and... how Brett? There's some nights on here I can't even speak properly. Let alone <laughs> sing. So <laughs> the day that you sing, I'm shutting it down. I'm hitting the big red button, and we're shutting this down. So there is no singing on this show. But, uh, maybe some week we'll have you sing an intro song. For no, I told you that's never happening. We'll make so you, we'll make just you, drop it. I shouldn't. We'll up. have you record the podcast intro. Yeah, yeah, and we'll, I'm like the I'm like the HSGO customs butt of jokes lately. Between <laughs> that and Sculpey the Seagull, and although that's hilarious, you know. I'm sorry and, uh, that I have never laughed so hard in my life at that Sculpey, <laughs> that damn Sculpey. But uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. That, if you get a chance, uh, definitely get on and check out uh, Scott, one of our um, on Facebook. Uh, it was one of our live casts, and if you search back through, you'll be able to find it. Uh, go to the end of it. You don't want to watch the whole build, and you want to get to the last couple minutes of it. You will see us trying to show showing you Sculpey the Seagull and how very uh, disproportionate he is in size compared to. A prizer figure, a car, a dog. Well, not just that, but his beak is as big as his body. But anyways, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we digress. So, cool, guys. Well, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Um, it is late here, and I am tired. So and next week, next week, I'll give you. A, uh, I'll be a spoiler and let you know. Uh, we will have Dave. Uh, Frary, a legendary miler, Dave Frary, and a very great interview that we have just completed, and we will be posting that up next Friday uh, as our podcast. And uh, yes, you have to a... watch it; it's amazing. It, there's some amazing stories this man he's tells, a good and, he, and he's got he's got a, a lot of history in this hobby uh, that you just got to hear. I think uh, so. most people who've been doing any amount of modeling in this hobby know who Dave Frary is so it'll be a fun it'll be yep. a fun one for everyone to listen to absolutely so alright we are gonna sign off for all the right, night peace so out. thank you guys for listening have a good weekend modeling 
Have fun, you fine scale freaks, and enjoy your weekend. Again, you can always head on over to our Patreon page at, at patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You name it, we're on everything. Uh, you can also email us uh, podcast suggestions at podcast at HOScaleCustoms.com or hit us up on our website, contact us form. So with that, we are going to sign off. Peace out. Peace out. Out.